So it's like I've never seen Friends, but I know enough about Friends to know that Ross is an asshole. Welcome to the Sing-Sations podcast. I'm Eliza, and in a darker timeline, Glee was a TV show from the 90s. It it has that energy about it. It would have been more offensive back then. (laughs) I don't want to set that as a challenge for this TV show to be more offensive. Oh, by no means. Hi, my name is Olive, and this is actually the first episode in which I did not know the consecutive order. And just to make that sentence make more sense... Basically, I can name every episode in order, but then when Eliza asked me, hey, we're recording this week, right? I was like, yeah, it's whatever the episode after home is. So I know the order of almost all of season one up until this point. And beyond this point, I think I I know it too. Okay, okay. And for good reason too, because as we will discuss, kind of want to forget this episode. Uh, uh, Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, So... Start of the episode. It really, is an um, iconic opening. It's all the Glee kids iconic. Looking, at, looking at the computer. God. It's like Kurt, Finn, Brittany and Santana, and Mercedes, I want to say. The important Glee kids. The important Glee kids. The fun ones. And they are watching a video of Sue Sylvester, played by one incomparable Jane Lynch, doing a jazzercise routine to Olivia Newton-John's hit single, Physical. And she's killing it. I know I know that, like, the whole point of this episode is that it looks bad, but, like, you know, she, her heart's in it. She's having yeah. fun. I love it. Fully agree. Um, it's definitely super embarrassing, though. And I can only imagine, like, finding a DVD of, like, one of your high school teachers like this. Like, imagine that. We were homeschooled, though, so that would I mean, be I mean, we had moms. teachers. I didn't. I was like homeschooled, homeschooled. You went to a co-op. I did, didn't I? But yeah, basically extremely uh, embarrassing for Sue. I think they say that Kurt stole it from her her office when he was like sent in there during a Cheerios practice. I think this is where they talk about potentially uploading it to YouTube too. And they're like, oh, yeah. well, like it'll just be funny to upload it. We're sure no one will see it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Surely and nothing bad. Finn will is actually the one who takes the computer and like does the upload. Yeah. Um, because it is objectively hilarious. And Sue is objectively terrible. So And she is objectively killing this jazzercise routine to Olivia Newton John's physical. Facts only. Um I like to think that they so, just um played the song, put Jane Lynch in front of the camera, and like let her go. I would love that. I would love that so much. I hope that's what happened. I hope that's what happened. So Sue is walking down the hallway, like I I assume just like a couple hours later, and a couple of football football jocks are going like, let's get physical and like, hey, uh, hot stuff or something like that. Like they're kind of teasing her about it and she realizes what's happened. And then they're- One of them is Karovsky. Yes. Your problematic fave. Um, so they're in Principal Figgins' office, Sue Will and Figgins, because Sue is convinced that the Glee Club has done it, and she is right because it was the Glee Club yeah. that did it. But Will um, doesn't know that. So Will doesn't know that. She says a line here that um, I forget like when it comes in, but she does say um, to Will like I'm gonna get a diaper for your chin because it looks like a baby's butt. Yes, <laughs> it's it's true. 
Another solid Will Schuster burn. They also um, say that the video has received over 170,000 comments after being uploaded for like a couple hours. I mean, I guess in like 2009, 2010. I guess like virality was more rare back then, you know? However, yeah. I think that many comments gotta be on par with like Charlie bit my finger or something like that. I don't know. I mean, this was also probably written by like Gen Xers who had no concept of how the internet worked in 2010. So she shows Principal Figgin something she found, which is called the Glist. Yes. She is accusing the Glee which, Club of being full of like heinous, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, I think she uses sexual deviance. Yeah, deviance. That's the word I was trying to think of. The glist. I just gotta, I just gotta say here, glist sounds like a skincare brand. Yeah, it's anyway. very glossier. Glossier, glist. You know, my new glist facial scrub, the glist mascara. I can see it now. So what the glist is, essentially, is ranking the different members of the McKinley High Glee Club, the new directions, on, like, a a rank from, like, 1 to 12, I guess, because there's 12 of them. Well, because some some people aren't on the list, though, so I think it's just 1 to 10 or something. I I guess, yeah. That's a plot point Um, later where... It's Quinn at the top. I forget what the exact... I think exact it's like rating is Quinn, then Puck, then Brittany. And um, there's little like no, Brittany isn't in the top three. Brittany's in the top three. Yet. That's a point later. Oh, okay. I think it's Santana. I think it's probably Santana or Finn. Okay. Uh, well, there's like positives and negatives, basically. And like, I don't know, we don't know their point system, but assumably, like, the more sexual or the more quote unquote like things that a person has done sexually, the higher they rank on the list. And Rachel is dead last. I love that Matt have a, has a plus five. We know nothing about Matt's personality, <laughs> but he does have a plus five. His personality we don't know anything about Matt green. except that he fucks. <laughs> fucks slightly more than Rachel Berry. Which is like, slightly more than Rachel Berry is the lowest possible bar. Yeah. So, Figgins tells Will that like, we gotta find who made this glist. Or if we don't find the creator of the glist, mm-hmm. they will disband the new directions because we passed sectional, so we need a reason to destroy the ND every single episode now. Yeah, um, basically. Otherwise, people won't keep watching the ND and yeah. suspend all of the, the kids. And Figgins takes this super seriously. Um, and that's kind of the vendetta that they've built up for this episode. And then we cut to Will in the Glee Club, and he's like, who did it? God. And, all the Glee, and all the Glee Club kids are like, well, it seems like something Puck would do. Will goes, like, you know, we can't assume that. Uh, and Puck goes, yeah. And then Will turns back and he goes, okay, but did you do it? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, pretty much everyone thinks it's Puck because his quote-unquote girlfriend, Quinn, is at the top. He, I guess Puck is maybe second or third. And then Rachel's at the bottom and Rachel's like, well, you just put me at the bottom because I didn't put out for you, which kind of a valid assumption. He does. It does definitely seem like something he would do. He has both gotten a girl drunk to have sex with her when the girl was the girlfriend of his best friend. Has like chronic theft issues. Um, Yeah, he says in the scene he 
um, likes setting things on fire and likes beating people up. I own that, but I'm not a liar. <laughs> you kind of are. You kind of lie to your best friend for like months, actually. For months and months and months. Will kind of gets on the Sorry, kids because he's like, well, you uploaded the personal video of Miss Sylvester and now you're writing this glist and like you guys are getting kind of out of hand and you're getting a bad reputation. I just got to say, like, first time that's come up, the fact that they don't do bad reputation by Joan Jett in this whole episode, crime. It's because that song does not have a bad reputation is the thing, though. Like, they're doing songs that have bad reputations. I know, but, but I feel I like it should have been at least like a background song at one scene. Or maybe could have done like, like a character who's not in the Glee Club could have sung it. Who it would have been a very powerful moment if that, instead of, spoiler alert, getting Olivia Newton-John to come on the show, if they had done Stu Sylvester Bad Reputation, imagine it. Um, Jane Lynch would have killed. Jane Lynch um, kills everything she does. I find it funny that Will is like, he says something like, I know Glee Club did not boost your popularity the way you all thought it would, or something like that. And I'm like, who sectionals? The sectionals win. Oh, winning sectionals. But I was like, who told these kids that being in a Glee Club would make them popular? Well, probably. I guess. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't put it past him. So he starts handing out sheet music, and they're all like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? You're gonna make us do this song." And he's like, this song is a classic. Uh, it just got a, a... He gives a whole spiel trying to defend the song, which is Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. Surprisingly, not the worst song of this episode. It actually kind of slaps. It it slaps a little bit. It slaps a little bit. And I give that more to the fact that um, they took, like, Ice Ice Baby took the riff from one of the Queen songs. I It's... I want to break free. Dun 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 dun. And honestly, if you needed a solid laugh, look up the video of Vanilla Ice trying to defend why it wasn't plagiarism. (laughs) It's so bad. But so we get a Will Schuster performance where he raps the song. So here's the thing about this: it slaps way more than Gold Digger for multiple reasons. First of all, Vanilla Ice is a white rapper. And this song, Ice Ice Baby, is very much like white person rap, if that makes sense. Not that like it's really yeah. my place to be saying what is and isn't like, I don't know, for white people or for black people by any means. It is one of, it does have the vibe of one of the whitest songs imaginable. Yeah, I feel like everyone can agree like this song is very like stereotypical. This is on like, par with St- Sweet Caroline. It's Sweet yeah. Caroline, Ice Ice Baby. Songs and... that get white people hype. Yeah, songs that get white people turned. And so first of all, like, that's why the song works better for Will, because he's a white guy doing a white guy rap song, not trying to impersonate a black rapper, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Not that he was doing necessarily like a black scent in, um, in like Gold Digger, for example. But, you know, there's just like a different in, difference in the way it sounds. And another improvement is the backing vocals and the choreography. Um, before when they do, were doing Gold Digger, they only had like five kids in the club. And the backing vocals sound like really badly done kids bop. Whereas in this, there's actual like arrangement to it. And the dancing is actually really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's like actual choreography that he then goes on and like teaches the Glee Club. 
Yeah. I also noticed, this is the first episode I noticed, Jenna Ushkowitz is like a really good dancer. She's like one oh, of the yeah. primary dancers and I like never really noticed it before. It's She's almost yeah, as much she, of a primary dancer as Brittany and Santana, which I like, I just didn't notice. I love for her. Wish she'd gotten enough plot to go with it. So the scene ends and we have to sit there and recognize the fact that Will Schuster's Ice Ice Baby wasn't that bad. But it really was actually kind of enjoyable. Actually kind of good. I actually thought that this was going to be the worst song of the episode because it's Will Schuster. But then I remembered what other songs are in this episode and I went, right. We're going to have a whole thing later. We cut to Sue walking into the um, teacher's lounge and everyone is like slow motion laughing at her. And she realizes like, oh my God, they don't fear me anymore because they saw that embarrassing video of me. Yeah, um, what she says is, it's all in your head. The slow motion laughter is not real. Uh, just pour yourself a cup of joe and move on with your day. She pours coffee and she goes, what is that smell? It's coffee. It's normally masked by the scent of fear. And I will say this is a little bit of a like, you made your bed now lie in it situation because you have made everyone feel like such crap for so long that now that they have ammunition against you, they're gonna use it. Because if like, like if you... someone who I didn't care about that video got posted, I'd be like, eh, it's kind of funny, sucks to be them. Molly Shannon, as the character Brenda Castle comes up, uh, Molly Shannon was on SNL. She's pretty famous. I hadn't heard of her, but I don't know anything, so. She was on the quiz we made about guest stars from Glee. So I just thought it, that was funny to point out, because I feel like a lot of people forget that she guest starred on Glee, because there's another really big guest star in this episode that's, like, kind of taking the center stage. Yeah! Um, so she is the astronomy teacher, which, first of all, I don't think they teach astronomy in high school. Second of all, why would they... McKinley High, a school that is regularly, it seems, on the cusp of bankruptcy, have money for an astrology teacher. Third of all, Ast she's astrology teacher. Astronomy. So she's uh, an alcoholic and she has, as she puts it, a drug problem? Quote unquote drug problems. Yeah. And so that's, you know, got to deal with that now another adult in glee who is certainly a character um shouldn't be allowed to teach at a school yeah um, she, she she calls, transferred from another state i think from louisiana she calls sue an embarrassment and that's me talking or something like that she's like you're an embarrassment and that's coming from me and then sue has to run out of the teacher's lounge oh no so we cut to rachel and Artie walking through the hallways and rachel is like okay so my low ranking on the list, she is the, the lowest rank. She has a negative five. She's like, I need to do something bad to rehabilitate my reputation. I'm going to do something scandalous. Will you help me? Will you and the AV club And the me? AV club, the unsung heroes of Glee, of, the AV of club. bad reputations. I genuinely, I would have loved to see a spinoff. That was about the McKinley High AV Club. I bet that they rule. That would be kind of cute. I think they could. I think it would be cute if they still did it as a musical and just like didn't point it out at all. <laughs> nice. You just look into that middle distance and sing your feels. 
this is a very teen moment though, where Rachel goes like, I'm going to have the worst reputation at this school. And it's like, that's not a good thing, Rachel. That's not something you want, honey. You don't want Um, that. So uh, there's just a little scene where Kurt has called Mercedes, Tina, Brittany, and Artie. Right. Or actually, no, not, he has not called Brittany. She's just also in the room. She says it's because she has a cold and took all of her antibiotics at once and then forgot how to leave. But basically, so uh, Kurt has called them to talk about how they are not even on the list. And so like, that's how lame they are. They're even lower than Rachel. They're not even on the list. So they have to also do something to like grab attention. Fix their reputation to make them seem cool, bad boys, rule breakers. I I have a question for you. Would you rather be low on the glist or not on the glist at all? Not on the glist at all. 100%. Me too! I also feel like, like, considering I hadn't even had my first kiss when I was in high school, right? There would be no reason for me to be on the glist. Exactly. And so I'd yeah, like, they make a plan to like cause a disturbance in McKinley High because everyone will notice something weird going on, she said sarcastically. Because yeah, um, nothing weird ever goes on at this school, ever. And then we cut so, to Sue and her sister Jean. In the scene where they compare Sue getting uh, publicly humiliated to having Down syndrome and being disabled. And she's like, this finally, I understand how you always felt, Jean. This show sucks. Yeah, like, like what? Also, just like, it's this weird inconsistency in Sue's character where it's like, you've grown up with a disabled sister this entire time. You would think that, like, you would understand the ostracizing feeling of being disabled before this. And also the ostracizing feeling that you're experiencing now is not the same. As what your sister has experienced her whole life yeah like there's you so are many resu- you sue you are experiencing repercussions for your own actions your sister was facing ableism yeah one of these things is not like the others and well and her just i guess her sister says like there's always someone who's got it worse than you out there um or maybe she says that and then we cut into sue in emma's <laughs> office <laughs> Where she says the scene where she has told Emma that I'm your new therapist. And Emma's like, uh, I didn't ask you to be my therapist. Honestly, I, some people want like a no bullshit therapist. And I think Sue Sylvester would be great at that. She'd bully the hell out of you. Yeah, but she wouldn't give be, you like, any really BS. Abusive. She um, also says she has a master's in counseling. She could be lying. Um, I would love to play like a game one day where it's like, do we think this is a Sue Sylvester line? Do we think this is a Sue Sylvester lie? Because she's also like, try being waterboarded. That's hard. Um, maybe, maybe Sue was in like the army or something and then used like the VA bill to go to college and just got a master's degree in counseling for question mark reasons. Anyway. I don't even know. Emma is obviously like, very confused um and sue basically just like keeps insulting her and sue tells her that uh will has been lying to her 
And we find out that Sue has bribed Will's landlord to put uh, cameras and microphones in his uh, in his apartment or something. I hate this show. <laughs> and so Sue knows that he made out with Shelby from Vocal Adrenaline and uh, had a sleepover with um, April, April Rhodes. Rhodes. Um, and so Emma is like, oh, my God. Uh, like He's guess, cheating on me. Yeah. They are dating right now, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they they were dating in the Madonna episode and they didn't break up. Wait, no, did they break up after the Madonna episode? I no, genuinely... They were, they were taking a break, I think. Like, they were still, like, to an extent committed to each other, but they were just taking time for themselves as well. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what the agreement was. I've seen... I've never watched Friends, but I... Yeah have culturally absorbed friends so the only thing in my mind that goes that goes through my mind when you say that is that we were on a break well actually speaking of that um it's if i'm not mistaken kind of a similar situation where like in the show friends what happens is rachel like they're having issues as a couple and rachel goes like well maybe we should take a break and then ross just gets angry and storms out and then he I think like gets drunk and ends up like with another woman in his, in his apartment. And he's like, well, you can't say it's cheating. Cause you were the one who asked me to be on a break. And Rachel's like, no, I wanted to talk with you about the future of our relationship. And so you, sh- you could have like stayed and we could have talked about like the parameters of what being on a break means, but you left. So we didn't do that. It's so it's a similar situation in that, like they probably should have defined the parameters of what being on a break means you know like are they seeing other mm-hmm. people or are they like still committed to each other but just waiting for emma to take more therapy and will to take more therapy and then they will come back together later like i think that's what we all understand it as but like potentially will didn't understand it as that i think he did i think he's just a shitty person who is un who isn't <laughs> able to control his uh, sex life yeah mm-hmm. Um, and I so Sue pressures uh, Emma to like stand up for herself and not be afraid of confrontation. Um, and we'll we'll come back to that later. We cut now to... Now we come to not the worst song in this episode. No, it's not the song yet. It's, um... So it's... Puck is at Rachel's house in her bedroom. And he's like, so are we going to make out or what? And she's like, no, I wanted to... Uh, have you act in a music video? Um, Cause like, you're such a bad boy. So I like wanna, wanna use you to like help my reputation. Um, and he actually seems pretty down, pretty down with that. Yeah, he at one point says like, if we're not gonna make out, then why am I here? Deepest possible sigh. Honestly, Puck is kind of a simp for like most of the girls in Glee Club. Just saying. He's just a simp in general. Because, like, what other guy would be like, would be like, yes, Rachel, I know we have not dated practically at all. And I know I specifically broke up with you because you wouldn't put out for me. But yes, I will be in this music video. He tries to kiss her, like, twice and is like, it'll up your reputation if you cheat on Jesse. But Rachel Berry isn't a cheater yet. So Rachel explains that she wants him to be in this filmed music video of Run, Joey, Run which is one of the worst songs of all time. 
yeah, for some people who are maybe like not American or like don't know the backlog of like American classic rock, Run Joey Run, it, I want to say is culturally recognized as one of the worst American made like classic rock songs of all time. And I know those it's, are some qualifiers, but like it's it's bad. It's a bad it's song. So bad. It's a terrible song. Um so we're not at the song yet though. We're not um, at the song yet, but we know what's coming. Puppet we know that that's the song for absolutely no reason. Cuz he's also dating Quinn right now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, like why would he do this? <sighs> oh, you know, know what? Maybe it's cuz he does talk about how like he doesn't want people to judge him and cuz like ev- because everyone thought that he made the glist like just on their everyone assumed that he made the glist and he doesn't want people to like automatically associate him with bad things or automatically think that he's a bad guy which you know if you didn't want that maybe you shouldn't have gotten your best friend's girlfriend drunk and gotten her pregnant just putting that out there just a thought just something to consider we cut to sue and emma outside the teacher's lounge and emma is like terrified and Sue says, like, I can't go in there with you because of the slow motion laughing. However, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. Um, you've got to do this for you. Yeah. And so she pushes Emma into the teacher's lounge where Will is having a discussion with a, an older lady, assumably another teacher at the school. And Emma is standing in the middle of the room and she goes, Will, I need to speak to, speak with you. Um, and Will's like, oh, well, give me just a sec. I'm talking. And Emma goes, no, you're just going to have to reschedule your heavy petting session with Mrs. Carlisle for a later time. And Mrs. Carlisle, the teach, the old lady teacher goes, I was just telling him about my husband who recently died. And Emma's <laughs> like, oh, frick. Um, but she goes, uh, getting him fresh off the rebound now, aren't you? Uh, and she <sighs> accuses Will of being a slut. And, and she repeats it like four times. Yeah, she says, or, or he's like, can we talk in private? And she's like, no, we're not going to talk in private because I have nothing to hide. I've been seeing a therapist because I've been trying to work through my OCD just so I can be with you. And now I find out that you've been fooling around with all these different ladies. And uh, Will's like, how did you find out about that? And she's like, so you're not denying it. And all the teachers in the teacher's lounge are like, oh, there's tea. Which I would be too, honestly. I just gotta say, slut-shaming, bad. Slut-shaming Will Schuster, good. Good. Also, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily slut-shaming, but also I do think he deserves to be called out for, like, definitely cheating on Emma while she's actively trying to, like, better herself so that they can be in a relationship. Like, she's putting in the work here, Will, and the whole reason you're on a break the whole reason that you were on a break is so that you can take time by yourself and not be in a relationship for a while. So why are you immediately going out and seeking romantic or sexual situations with two other women? Yes, 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 yes. Um, and now the library scene. And now the library. I just, I, I, this scene is so much. The scene because is so what, much. What way to look cooler than dress up in glittery As MC, MC Hammer? I lo- also love that Artie is in the full costume, even though he's not dancing. You know, you gotta commit to the look. Um, you gotta commit. You gotta commit. Um, so they go into the library. 
they turn on the radio. It's like and super they sing loud. and dance along to "You Can't Touch This" by MC Hammer. I genuinely like this, but I think it's just because I love the song. It's a good song. It's a good song. I wish that Kevin McHale wasn't the one singing it. I don't I feel know like Mercedes could have killed this song. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I don't think they should have done this song. Period. I don't think they should have done the song. Um. And then they've also got, like, you know, they're all dancing. And you're right, like, Tina is, like, one of the principal dancers with Britney because Jenna Uskowitz can do anything. Kurt gets some good moves in there, too, which is underappreciated. Yeah, underappreciated. Um, it's just that the choreography is bad. <laughs> well, so it's cute. It's just not their best. It's kind of that so, on purpose, too, I might argue. Like, they're yeah, doing this that's for fair. attention, not for quality. So they're like, oh, we're going to get in so much trouble for causing a ruckus in the library. But the librarian asks, tells them that she loved the performance and she's going to ask her pastor if they can perform that song at church. Yeah, which is really iconic, honestly. And like, I've been to some churches where like they play like folk rock, Christian rock, whatever type mm -hmm. of music. I want to go to a church that plays You Can't Touch This. I want to know what content... I want to be at that church service where you are playing Can't Touch This. Yeah. I would like everyone to be doing full choreographed dance there, too. Um, so we cut to Will kind of interrogating a couple of the kids. And he's talking to Finn about, like, how, well, you've got you've got a couple axes to grind because Quinn's at the top of the list and you guys just broke up and Puck just uh, stole your girlfriend or betrayed you. Um, and I guess, I don't remember where Kurt is on the list, but he says something about like Kurt dating or Kurt's dad. Dating You're pissed mom. off because uh, your mom is dating Kurt's dad. I don't know. Will isn't um, making any sense. And then he switches to interrogating Mercedes and Mercedes is like, uh, why would I do this? You, <laughs> there's literally no reason I would do this. I have no motive. Uh, he's interrogating yeah. Artie and Artie is like, it is, think of where it was posted. It is literally impossible for me to have put it up. It's Point way made. too high for me to reach. Um, he confronts Puck. No, he, he talks to Kurt. And, like, is in, like, a terrible, like, mood. Uh, and Kurt goes, if I may be blunt or something. And he's like, ever since you uh, separated from your wife, you've been watching a lot of Law & Order reruns, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I love Kurt. I love him. So then he's talking to Puck, and he's like, someone saw you move the list. Um, and Puck says that he was moving it off of Rachel's locker. So it was originally on Rachel's locker. Um, we also see in the interrogation with Quinn, Quinn says immediately, Rachel did it. And like, obviously Rachel did it because she has like beef with me, which is kind of this like weird implication that like Quinn being higher up on the list is like worse for her repu reputation. I don't. Get I don't know. It seems like half the school already hates her because she's teen pregnant. Also, Brittany says that she doesn't know how to turn on a computer. 
She couldn't have done it. I like to think that they were just like, Heather Morris, here's your character. Have fun. And she just ad-libbed everything. I would like to think that too. I wouldn't like to give Ryan Murphy the credit for writing funny words. Agree. Agree. So. Basically, Will's not able to find out who did it. And then we cut into... Sue's office. Sue's journal scene. Sue's journal scene. My favorite scenes. (laughs) He's writing about all her humiliation and the phone rings and she picks it up and the woman goes, hi, this is Olivia Newton-John. And Sue goes, hang up. Like hangs up immediately. And she's like, that's a terrible accent. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a terrible accent. You sound nothing like Olivia Newton-John. Hangs up. And then and then Olivia oh. Newton-John calls her in Sue's journal. She's writing about like, is is this like the moment where I have to like Finally commit be to being nice. a better person, be nice to people, make people like me? And Olivia Newton-John calls. She calls her I've again. Never, calls her again. Calls her twice. First of all, how did you get Sue's number? I don't care. Let's keep Why going. Why is the number she um, has the number to McKinley High School? Sue's office at McKinley's high school. And then what's also super funny, I don't, I think this is like an underrated part of like the writing in this episode. Olivia Newton-John is constantly making references to other things she's been in. And she goes, hi, it's (laughs) Olivia Newton-John. The, uh, the original Sandy in Greece or something like that. Or like my video physical, uh, had something, something million streams within the first month or something like that. Like she's, it was like one of the first music videos. Like she's hyping herself up and honestly gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. She's like just peppering those things into her sentences wherever she can. Hilarious. She's girl bossing. She's slay queening. Um, um, so she, she says like, you know, her first recording of the physical video you know, the song was over the top, so I made the video over the top. I've never seen the physical music video. Let um, me see if I can send it to you. I can um, also just Google it. Well, because I've never seen it either. Maybe let's watch it. Let's watch it together. Let's watch it. Live reaction. But yeah, so basically she asks Sue to be in the remake of the music video. So iconic. We cut to... Will Schuster walking down the hallways um, and everyone's making fun of him, just like they were making fun of Sue um, for being a slut. Mission accomplished for Sue. Yeah. Being a slut and cheating on Emma and even Ken comes up to him and he's like, you broke Emma's heart, you dumb bitch. Good for him. Yeah. And you know what's so weird after that? There's that scene with Will. And then they cut to black, which I assume which would have been like a commercial break. But then we cut back into the hallway and I'm like, why wasn't this just one scene? Why didn't they just pan over to another place in the hallway? The cinnamon topography derogatory. And, and so, so it's, Kurt, it's Kurt and Kurt and Mercedes. The gang. And, Kurt and the gang. Yeah, Kurt and the gang. Uh, but Kurt and Mercedes and Brittany are wearing their Cheerios outfits. I bring it up because Chris Colfer owns that outfit. It's fantastic. I would have loved more cheerleader Kurt storylines. But he's like, you know, we're going to have to make our reputations bad by telling Sue that we uploaded the video. Or Kurt kind of takes the axe. He says that he was the one who uploaded it. And Sue says... 
They uh, say they say when she hits you, don't scream like a girl. <laughs> yeah, iconic. He says he stole the tape and posted it online, which is also not true. It was Finn who posted it online. He says he got the tape from her syringes and pills drawer. So iconic. But Sue says, thank you. And isn't angry at all. Walks away. And, and then um, they search up the, like, Sue Sylvester physical on, on his laptop again. Because they're like, oh, maybe, like, the comments died down or something. And they pull up the physical music video with Sue Sylvester and Olivia Newton-John. This unironically, unironically slaps. I mean, the song slaps a lot to begin with, but this is like, they they do a great job with the like non-singers on the show, like Jane Lynch, Dot Marie Jones. They do a great job with choosing songs that fit the person's voice still, even though Jane yeah. Lynch is not a professional singer. It's perfect. And they do a really good job, unlike, you know, duets that feature uh, people whose names rhyme with Bachel Rary, um, with like balancing, like there's an uh, equal amount of who's singing which lines. Mm -hmm. So it really is like a Sue Sylvester, Olivia Newton-John duet. Their voices sound good together. It is very auto-tuned, but I think that's kind of the point too, where like it's supposed to it's sound kind of auto-tuned in the 80s too. Um, yeah, it's supposed to have that like synth, like animatronic sound to it. What's also so iconic is that it's this like sexy music video with all these like hot bodybuilder guys in it. And Sue Sylvester is still in her full tracksuit. Full tracksuit. Iconic of her. Also, I just got to say, so like it ends with all of the people filing out of like the gym room or whatever. And Sue and Olivia Newton-John give like a look that like the implication is they're going to go sleep with all of these men. But what comes across on stage, because Jane Lynch is a massive lesbian, is women. What I'm hearing is that they're going to have, you know, an orgy, but like... Um, so, uh, and they immediately, Kurt and the, the gang immediately, like, replay the video because it's so epic. Because it's high art. It's, it, it can't top the Vogue yeah. music video, Oh, I, but it's on that level. I would argue it does top the Vogue video. We can disagree. That's fine. It's not as much art, but it is more camp. It's camp. That's, I will give you that. It's not art. It's camp. Um. Which is kind of the whole point of camp. But anyway. Uh, we cut into the Glee Club, and the AV Club is setting up pro a projector. He says, Will at this point says, another week has passed, and if another glist goes up, then the situation's out of his hands, and Mr. Figgins is just gonna close, or Principal Figgins is just gonna close the Glee Club. And Finn's like, well, no one's coming forward if they haven't come forward at this point. Like, what are we gonna yeah. do? And then Will just goes, okay. <laughs> and then allows Rachel to show her bad reputation project and she says although I understand a motion picture is something that should stand on its own I do realize that some of you are not as well versed in the complex vocabulary of film arts I expect that this video will go over some of the heads of our uh, less cultured teammates so let me just say I hope you enjoy my bad reputation and we go into the music video of Run, Joey, Run. Uh, who's it by? Uh, David Geddes? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It opens with Santana and Brittany dressed as angels. With cardboard wings included. It's horribly like edited. It's edited in, in like... Horribly. When I say it's bad, it's bad. 
It's so dramatic. They're filming in the school hallways for some reason. There's fog everywhere. And it starts with Puck. And he starts singing the guy's line. The story of Run, Joey, Run is um, she, Joey gets a call from his girlfriend, uh, I guess. Yeah. And Who, it can be, uh, it is confirmed that he has impregnated. Yeah. So, like, and the girlfriend either, like, told her dad that she was pregnant or the dad found out that she was pregnant. And she says, run, Joey, run, because, like, my dad's going to come after you because you got me pregnant. He's um, got a gun. <laughs> yeah. You better run. He's got a gun. And as Puck is singing his line that's, like, explaining this, we see Jesse looking kind of confused. And then the chorus happens. And then we go into the second male line. And suddenly it's, I think Finn is next, actually. Suddenly it's I Finn. think it is Finn next. And Finn starts to look really confused. And then we get, I guess, like another chorus and then the third guy's line. And it's Jesse at the end. And it's this really weird where like they're like, it's really inconsistent with the cuts too, where like it'll pan, it'll show Finn pan down to the ground and then pan back up. Like there's not a cut. It's just a difference in like the person singing. Yeah, I do. I do have to compliment the strong character choices that so were made in this scene because we've got uh finn jesse and puck all walking down the hall and you know puck is walking like he does and then you've got like finn like doing his singing thing where like his head is like tilted all the way back for some reason and he's like like walking like with his shoulder doing a little bit of his frankenstein walk affectionate uh and then you've got jesse like power walking <laughs> jesse's doing like a full model walk um, the head gets me because it's like very like it is the opposite of what Finn is doing. His chin is like way down. Um, I love Jonathan Graff. Can I say I actually really enjoy this song? And as we all know, I have horrible taste, but I actually really like this song. The singing is genuinely so good, and the acting is so funny. Like, I can I, admire it as a scene. This is like unintentional would, camp. I would listen to this song. I listen to this song when it comes on shuffle. I like this song. I have never related to you less. I, I, gen okay. there is a, a genuine enjoyment in me when this song comes on. Also, Sandy Ryerson plays her dad in the music video or the character's Which dad. Which is hysterical. And at uh, the end so of the music video, um, his dad, her, her dad comes out with a gun and is going to shoot Joey, but she like jumps in front of him and, and then she dies. Herself. In, she dies in, I think, Finn's arms. I couldn't keep track of it at that point. Yeah. It was, they're all wearing the same jeans, white t-shirt, leather jacket. Yeah. Uh, the final shot is like the song Brittany and oh, yeah. Santana part. And it's Rachel does a dramatic turnaround and she's also an angel and she like does a dramatic face and then like a, like a wink and a wave because it's Rachel Berry. Well, and she has gold wings to signal that like she's an angel now and she's a special angel. I and hate the, her. The video ends and Jesse, Puck, and Finn are all like, what the fuck was that? And they just and, leave. If well, shit and, sucks, hit the bricks. Well, I think one of them is like, you just wanted to look like you had three guys fighting over you. Like, this has Bitch. nothing to do with, like, the art of film. You just wanted to look like you had three guys fighting over you. And Jesse is obviously mad because he's like, um, I'm literally your boyfriend. How do you think it makes me feel to have, like, two other guys in this video, like, fawning over you when I was doing a perfectly fine job, like, in the fawning first place? Fawning over you. <laughs> yeah. 
I was doing a breakdown fawning over you. Which he was. Yeah. And he's excellent in the music video. Gotta put that out there. Um, and so, yeah, they all storm out. Underappreciated part of the scene. After they all storm out, it cuts to Will's face and he's going, this might as well happen. It's this like, you know what? Just another bad thing that happened this week. We've all had those weeks. Um, we cut to um, Sue and Jean uh, talking and she's just talking about like how she's kind of learned to like not really care what people think of her especially now that she's a top 700 recording artist because she has a viral music video uh and she's like i just went in and calmly explained to the people in the teacher's lounge that i didn't care about their opinions of me and it cuts to her in the teacher's lounge and she's very like holding up the physical like billboard top 100 list yeah because she's sue sylvester well, and she says that she's giving her proceeds from the music video, which assumably has also gone viral, um, to the assisted living facility, which is lovely. She says it's not going to be much because Olivia screwed her in the negotiations, but she says it might be enough for a park out back uh, or a little garden for you to put around in the summer. Very cute. Um, Very sweet. Yeah, I love, I, listen. I love soft Sue. Sue's a really irredeemable character. However, like... The human moments of Sue, I think, are written well. Jane Lynch is an icon. Yeah, we know that. And now here's the scene where Will gives Emma flowers. And he's like, does this make it up to you? No, you still cheated on her. It's awkward. Um, And he, I guess, like, tries to apologize. But she's like, you're clearly not even doing what we agreed that you would do while we were taking a break and I'm not really ready to just forgive you and like be impressed by your apology to me when this is like the bare minimum that you could have done yeah yeah iconic for Emma because honestly Emma at the beginning of season one I don't think would be this strong so this is no she wouldn't have loved this growth for her well and actually what's interesting in the scene he says um, I want you to look at me the way you used to or something like that, which is a callback to what he said to Terry when uh, I think like a little bit before sectionals where she like tries to get back together or show that like she's changed. And Will says, I'm looking at you right now and I'm trying to feel how I used to, but I just can't. And so like now he's asking Emma, like, what do you mean? You just don't feel the same way about me anymore. And Emma's like, I just don't. I, like, I can't look at you that way. Good writing. Somet- when the writing on Glee is good. When it's good, it's great. Like Will Schuster rapping, the writing on Glee is either atrociously bad or surprisingly not terrible. So then we cut into the choir room where, like, all of the lights are off and Will is confronting Quinn. And he says, I know you made the glist. And she's like, well, you're just pinning this on me because you need someone to pin it to. Um, and you just hate me and have hated me this whole time. And everything else has been taken from me, my popularity, my body, and now my education, because I'm going to get expelled. And he goes, you know what? I realized you did it when I experienced what it was like to walk in your shoes. And he says, a good reputation takes years to build. A bad reputation takes one moment to, to form or something like that. I probably butchered that line, but it's true. And he talks to Quinn, you know, she used to be the hot popular cheerleader who had everyone ooing and aahing over her, right? And now she's lost all of that. 
And he kind of understands that now too, because I mean, everyone at the school knows his sexual exploits now. Knows he's a slut. Um, no, he's a slut. And she says having a bad reputation is better than having no reputation at all. Kind of echoing, it's kind of a foil to Rachel, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, there are big foil vibes between her and Rachel in season one. And honestly, even into season two. And it's it's another one of those, like, in-universe, she is a 16-year-old girl. What it's a very teenager action. What 16-year-old didn't do something stupid? Not exactly this. I never did something like this. But, you know. Oh, yeah. You, there are things you look back on to being 16-year-old and you're like, what was I thinking? Like, what was wrong with me? Like, I mean, what? I know what was wrong with me. But, like, what was wrong with me? So she apologizes. Yeah. And Principal Figgins comes into the room uh, to be like, well, it's Friday. You know, it's you got to tell me who made the glist or I'm disbanding the Glee Club. And Will is like, they closed ranks and no one came forward and they protected each other. But there hasn't been another glist. So let's just drop it. Yeah. Which I mean, which works for some reason. From there, we cut to Rachel in the hallway. Jesse walks up to her and she's like, oh, have you forgiven me? And he goes, "Mm, bitch, no, (laughs) I transferred schools for you. And I and I thought you were a good person. Like when I wanted to know your reputation and people talk to me about you, I think what he says is most people had no idea who you were. But but the most interesting part is that even though no one particularly liked you, they all said you are a person who could be trusted. Yep. And she's she's like, I have this pathological need to be popular and I just want people to think I'm cool. You should get that as a fellow up and coming performer. And he's like, do me a favor. When we're at bar, when we're at ballet club, uh, if we wind up next to each other at the bar, do your plies in silence. (laughs) Yeah. Don't try to talk to me. Well, and she goes, this is such a good line. Like, I, I freaking love Jesse. But she says, I always knew you'd break my heart. And he goes, well, that's the funny thing about reputations. Everyone thinks I'm the big heartbreaker. But the fact of the matter is, you broke, you my, broke heart my heart first. first. Iconic. This is such an interesting scene from Jesse, too. Because what we know, right, is that he was kind of just, like, he was originally put up to dating Rachel by Shelby, right? Like it was this plan by Shelby to get, or actually, I guess we don't know that, but, but at this we point, don't know that yet, but we, we know do that know yet. that they made weird eye contact while Rachel and Jesse were making out. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Not to spoil anything, but we know that this was a plot set up by Shelby, but this shows a level of emotion in Jesse that I don't think is fake. Right. Like, it's I agree. He definitely like does have feelings for for Rachel or like what started out as kind of a fake relationship grew into something more for him. And now he's like, uh, do you have the same commitment to this relationship that I do? And it's kind of clear that you don't if you're like willing to throw it all, all away just for some popularity. So like maybe I should just give up on this too and go back to what I was doing as a fake relationship, you know? Yeah. So I think this is like an interesting turning point and more will come of that too. I love Jesse so much. That's an important tool that will help us later. And then we go into... Total Eclipse of the Heart. (sighs) I don't have words for this. It certainly is a song. It certainly is a performance. I mean, again, I just, I I have bad taste. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I like this song. 
it starts out it's rachel singing it in glee club and there's like a little bit of finn duet at the beginning but then it turns into a jesse and rachel duet um which is kind of interesting because we actually like haven't heard much from finn this episode like he uploads he uploaded the sue video to youtube and then that was kind of it and i just maybe it's just because so here's the thing the only glee physical album i ever owned was glee showstoppers it's the one with the green background yep i know the one you're talking about it comes up on my spotify all the time it's called showstoppers however it is filled with all of the songs that they didn't know where to put basically (laughs) and to to their credit like rose's turn is on there and i do think that that is a showstopper and absolutely i dreamed a dream is on there definitely qualifies as a showstopper you know what doesn't loser which they do in the funk episode like that's not a showstopper. That's just like, you didn't know what album to put it on. So you put it on this one. And so this out, al- this song, Total Eclipse of the Heart or the other songs from this episode were on the album of showstoppers. And so me and my mom used to sing this in the car a lot. And I think that's why I like it. It's like a Pavlovian response because I just remember like singing it in the car. That's um, fun. And like, like learning to harmonize with it too is like a fond memory. So I think yeah. that's why I like it. So is yeah, that- that's that's the end it ends on total eclipse of the heart yeah the ballet is good i will uh, the ballet is very good oh yeah there's a little ballet sequence because they're like in ballet ballet club ballet club ballet club Um, you know that club that the super poor school has that's just dedicated to ballet so worst song in the episode it's run joey run for me it's it's run joey run i think it's you can't touch this that's I fine. We don't always need to elevate. You can't touch this with more of the girls' vocals. It was such a short scene, though. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of pointless, too. Like, nothing really came of it. It's funny, yeah. but, like, eh. Eh. Best song of the episode is... Physical. Physical. But I also, like, run, joy, run. <laughs> but that's because I have bad taste. I don't think anyone else really would agree with me. It's It's not a good song. Yeah. Character-wise, plot-wise, good. I will give it that. Well, so Will Schuster has done nothing illegal this episode, which is lovely. I said maybe felt a little bit illegal. I mean, illegal morally, but not legally. Yeah. Next week episode is Laryngitis, which is an extremely iconic episode, in my personal opinion. So Um, much happens in this episode. So much happens in the next episode. And we get, I think, some of the best covers of season one. So we'll just have to hold off on that. We now time, a time for, for our segment. And here's what you didn't miss on Great. You want to go first? Sure. Do you know Goodbye Earl by the Chicks? Yes, I know Goodbye Earl by the Chicks. <laughs> Figured I'd ask. April Rhodes. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be an April Rhodes song. Here's the thing. Glee is constantly giving songs to people whose voices don't fit it. See, everything that Chris Colfer did in season five. Yeah. So I'm going to use that as my excuse. I want this to be an Unholy Trinity number so bad. I want this to be. I'm sorry. Is it not a Coach Beast song? When uh, their husband is abusive and... That is a good, let me, let me check. If we have to stick with characters that we have only been introduced to at this point, then I think it would be the unholy Trinity. However, I actually think it would fit really well with when, 
you know, when all the girls do cell block tango and we find out that coach Beast's husband has been hitting them. Yeah. So I think it actually would have fit in that episode really well. That would have slapped, but I do, I do just want Quinn. Quinn has chicks energy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Would have been like an all girls number. If, if not an unholy Trinity, it would have been an all girls number. Yeah. Okay. So I don't really want Rachel there. I don't want Rachel there either. Are we in agreement or is that just... Yeah, we're in agreement. It's your turn. Oh, wait. Duh. Treble tones. Let's make it a treble tones number then. I do like that. For when Shelby, you know, forms the all-girl group. Yeah. Yeah. But when Quinn is in it. Yes. I I want it to be treble tones and, like, lead vocals, Quinn and Tina. Agreed. I I would be interested in hearing Tina do a little country. Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. yeah you have to be dead not to know nine to five by dolly parton they did do jolene by dolly parton also a coach beast song yeah i think this could have been an interesting like emma beast and sue song that's interesting as i was the teachers i see it i could see it i personally want to put this in season five Mm mm-hmm when season four or season five when kurt rachel and santana are all working at the singing diner i want them to do Uh, nine to five ah that's a good choice good choice i was also going to potentially say i would really be interested in hearing a warblers all acapella cover of it Ooh, i think they could have done a really fun arrangement but i also would have wanted like Riker lynch or um like, you know, one of the other warblers to sing it, not Sebastian or Blaine. I would have wanted them to yeah. highlight um, the, some of the other guys. Yeah. So we got three options We've got for options. that last one. Um, Love this for us. So we'll, we'll, honestly, this week's episode, we had more divide because I just simply <laughs> have bad taste. Terrible you know? taste. Atrocious I think we'll be, taste. be more in agreement next week. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert, the best song that episode is Rose's Turn. I won't hear anything else. There's so many good songs that episode, though, and we'll just have to get it to it. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram at SingSationsPod. That is S-I-N-G-S-A-T-I-O-N-S-P-O-D. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.